ओम नमो भागवते वासुदेवाय नारायणम नमस्कृत नरम चरोतम देवी सरस्वती व्यास तथो जाए उदीर Uh, seventh canto, please. Ninth chapter. Itamritiriya grishi deva jashavatarar. If you know that verse, does anybody know the verse? Itamritiriya grishi deva jashavatarar. So, itamritiriya. This is a verse. You know it. Okay. Nri, itam ritiriyag. So the Lord comes as nri, as a human. Tiriyag means an animal. Rishi means a, a rishi. And jashavatara. He comes in these various uh, avatars. And. Um, He comes in th- three yugas, not four. That's why he's called Tri Yuga. It's four yugas. Last time I counted, but he only comes in three of them. Why is that? Thank you. Because Chanakalo in Kali Yuga, he's Chana, which means he's co- he's covered. And uh, how is he covered? Kitapriya, tell us how he's covered in Kali Yuga. Who are we talking about? The avatar that comes in this age. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So why is he called Chana or covered? A covered avatar. Call a friend. Plenty of lifelines left. Call a friend of, from the research team. They'll help you. Why is he called covered? Because he comes as a devotee. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu doesn't uh, announce himself as the supreme personality of God. In fact, when he does appear, and people say, "Oh, you're God," he says, "No, no, Vishnu, Vishnu, don't say that. I'm a servant of the supreme personality of Godhead." Partly that's because in Kali Yuga, uh, people will imitate the avatar. And uh, want to be God themselves, and also Krishna had come and taught the Sarva Dharman Pratyaja Mamekam Sharanam Braja Hung Tom Sarva Papebio Mukshai Shami Masuchaha, along with many other instructions, but nobody followed them, and therefore he decided that he would come back to show by example how to follow, and if you see a parent. Holding the hand of child and writing the letters A B C, you don't say, "Oh, the father or mother is learning A B Cs." You see that he's teaching the others. So, in his Acharya Lila, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu comes to set the example and show how to follow what Krishna said in the Bhagavad Gita. So, in this verse, we. We're embarking on a famous verse, 
Itanritiryag. I'll say and then you please repeat if you would be so kind. Itanritiryag Rishideva Jashavatarayar. Is that too high for you all? No. Lokan vibhava yasi hunksi jagat pratipan. Dharmam baha purusha pasi yuganu vrittam. Chanakalaya dabavastri yugotasatvam. Preakshant. Please. She'd like to trade in her microphone. Itam Ritirya Grishideva Jashavatar. Itam Ritirya Grishideva Jashavatar. Lokan Vibhava Yasihamsi Jagat Pratipan. Lokan Vibhava Yasihamsi Jagat Pratipan. Dharmam Mahapurusha Pasi Yuganu Vrittam. Dharmam Mahapurusha Pasi Yuganu Vrittam. Chanakalo Yadabhavastri Yugota Sat. Would somebody else please chant who knows the verse? Itam Nartriyak Rishideva Jashavatare Itam Nritiriyak Rishideva Jashavatare Lokan Vibhava Yasi Hamsi Jagat Pratipan Lokan Vibhava Yasi Hamsi Jagat Pratipan Dharman Mahapurushapashi Yuganu Vrittam Dharman Mahapurushapashi Yuganu Vrittam Channakalo Yad Abhavastri Yugo Atastatum Chanakalauyadabhavastriyugatasatvam now let's look at the synonyms. Does anybody know who did these synonyms? Do you know how much work it takes to do one verse? Do you know? You know. Can you say how much work it takes to do one, one verse? It can take an hour. One hour to do one verse. Yeah. How many verses are there in the Srimad Bhagavatam? About 18,000, if you scrunch it this way and that. And so uh, the devotees work together, serving Prabhupada, to give synonyms to about 18,000 verses. That's about 18,000 hours. Is that correct? Approximately. How long is that in days? Research department? <laughs> work with me, people. How many? 800 days? How many? Five years? Ten hours a day for five years. We'll get you there. A lot of work went into this, just saying. 
Okay. Itam. In this way. Nr. Like a human being, such as Lord Krishna and Lord Ramachandra. What about Lord Krishna and Lord Ramachandra? We're kind of like a human being. Feel free. This is an open forum here. Express yourself. Two-handed, yeah. Uh, where is there a very heart-rending uh, section where a devotee is praying to see Lord Krishna's two-handed form after he's seen Arjuna? Where is it? Could you get it, please? Get her a book stand. She's on fire here. She needs a book stand and a Bhagavad Gita. Well, you're making her go get her own book. Okay. So in the Bhagavad Gita, there's a very interesting point made about Krishna having a two-armed form. Before... Uh, Arjuna asks to see Krishna's two-handed form, what takes place? Vishwarup. And uh, how many hands does the Vishwarup have? <laughs> Unlimited, countless, countless heads, eyes. And then uh, did Arjuna think that was beautiful? Many arms? Okay. Tell us. Give us a little commentary here, Priya. What happens next? So after seeing the universal form that he is... Can I read the verse? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, Adrishtapurvam hrishitosmi drishtva bhaye nacha pravyati tammano me tadeva me darshaya deva rupam prasida devesha jagannivasa after seeing this universal form, which I have never seen before, I'm gladdened, but at the same time, my mind is disturbed with fear. Therefore, please bestow upon me your please, please bestow your grace upon me and reveal again your form as the supreme personality of Godhead, O Lord of Lords, O abode of the universe. Anything else? Uh, the next verse is, O universal. Form, O thousand-armed Lord, I wish to see you in your four-armed form with helmets, head, hel with helmeted head and with club, wheel, and conch and lotus flower in your hands. I long to see you in that form. Then? The Supreme Personality of God had said, My dear Arjuna, happily have I shown you by my internal potency the supreme universal form within the material world. No one before you has ever seen this primal form, unlimited and full of glaring effulgence. Then? O best of the Kuru warriors, no one before you has ever seen this universal form of mine, for neither by studying the Vedas, nor by performing sacrifices, nor by charity, nor by pious activities, nor by severe penances can I be seen in this form in the material world. Next. You have been perturbed and bewildered by seeing this horrible feature of mine. Now, let it be finished. My devotee, be free again from all disturbances. With a peaceful mind, you can now see the form you desire. Sanjaya said to Dhritarashtra, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Krishna, having spoken thus to Arjuna, displayed his real four-armed form and at last showed his two-armed form, thus encouraging the fearful Arjuna. Now, would you please read the purport? 
When Krishna appeared as the son of Vasudeva and Devaki, he first of all appeared as four-armed Narayana, but he, when he was requested by his parents, he transformed himself into an ordinary child in appearance. Similarly, Krishna knew that Arjuna was not interested in seeing a four-handed form, but since Arjuna asked to see this four-handed form, Krishna also showed him this form again and then showed himself in his two-handed form. The word Saumyavapuhu is very significant. Saumyavapuhu is a very beautiful form. It is known as the most beautiful form. When he was present, everyone was attracted simply by Krishna's form. And because Krishna is the director of the universe, he just banished the fear of Arjuna, his devotee, and showed him again his beautiful form of Krishna. In the Brahma Samhita 538, it is stated, Premanjand Churita Bhakti Vilochanena. Only a person whose eyes are smeared with the ointment of love can see the beautiful form of Sri Krishna. What's a, thank you, Priya Kishori, the Somyavapu. What is the significance of Krishna's seemingly uh, human form, or not seemingly, it really is a human like form? Uh, this is the origin of the human forms in Vrindavan. Who can say in the context of Krishna appearing first to Vasudeva and Devaki? It was alluded to a little bit here. And then in Vraj, he was born to Yashoda with a two-arm form. Somebody wants to say? Yes. Aparagarangi? I might be wrong, but is that because... A little uh, closer, it's hard to hear you. Is it because the Krishna never leaves Vrindavan? That is the significance of... Well, that's true. But, like, what about the, the two-armed, seemingly human-like uh, form that he has in Vrindavan? What's, what, what does that do? I mean, what is, that, what is the significance of that? And maybe you could say, what's the significance of Vrindavan and, and the form? Yeah, okay. Prabhu. Uh, the exchange of the loving rasas is possible only in the two-armed form. And the four-armed form, the exchange of rasas is possible, but those are filled with aishwarya. So, madhurya rasas, the possibility of exchanging that with Bhagavan is possible only in Vrindavan. Vrindavan. Yeah. So that is the significance of the two-armed form. Thank you, Prabhu. And we know when Gopakumar, our hero from the Bhagavatam Rita, goes to Vaikuntha, and he sees Lord Narayan, and in Vaikuntha, how many, how many arms does the Lord have? Four. Then it's hard for the Lord to maintain his four arms in the presence of Gopakumar, because Gopakumar is definitively in the mood of Vrindavan and has this sort of love. In fact, when he first goes to Vaikuntha and he sees the Lord, because we don't see the world the way we are, we see uh, the world the way that it is, we see the world the way we are. And similarly in devotional service, according to the, the mood of the devotee, he sees the Lord in a certain way, or he could say the Lord reveals himself in a certain way. And in this case, he saw uh, his worshipable Lord, Madan Gopal, and in fact, he called out to him and wanted to embrace him. 
as one would in a friendly relationship and said, hey, go, Paul. And the other residents of Vaikuntha thought that that was a transgression of the mood in, in Vaikuntha, which it was. But also the, the mood of Narayan there was that he couldn't maintain his forearm form in the presence of, of Gopu Kumar out of uh, being affected by the love of of Gopukumar, who can say a verse that talks about how a devotee becomes is able to conquer the Lord because of his love. Normally unconquerable Lord becomes conquered by love. Hint, it's a famous verse. And don't leave it all to our premier pundit in the front row. <laughs> Prabhu, you say it. Somebody say the verse. It's from Brahma's prayers. Yes. Okay. Shastraprada, grab a mic. Don't be aloof. Sthane sthitam shrutigadam danuvam. Say the whole verse. Jnane prayasa udapasya namanta eva jivanti san mukharitam bhavadi avartam sthane sthitam shrutigadam danuvan manobhir ye prayaso jita jito pyasita istrilokya. Means? One who remains in one place, consist, like, like surrenders themselves to hearing, um, he's able to conquer Ajita. Okay, thank you. And he, Lord Brahma advises that one give up all means of uh, using one's own means to understand the Lord, to speculate, but rather submiss submissively hear in the disciplic succession, and by that process one will become so advanced that the love within his heart will be able to conquer the Supreme Personality of Godhead. What's another case in which a Krishna was not able to maintain his forearm form? Hint is something that has to do with Vrindavan and the gopis and Srimati Radharani. Um, during the Rasalila, after the Rasalila, when Krishna disappeared, uh, gopis prayed um, and then Krishna appeared there as Vuram Vishnu. But then the gopis prayed that, can you please bring back our Krishna? He's hiding, right? He's hiding. Yeah. In plain sight as <laughs> Vuram Vishnu. Vishnu. So what did the gopis do when they saw him? Um, they, they offered obeisances, said, Dear Lord Narayan, where's Krishna? <laughs> Have you seen him any place? So then they all went past, and then Srimati Radharani came. This is in the Chaitanya Charitamrita. So then when... Then Srimati Radharani came, the power of her love was so great that he couldn't maintain his two-arm form. He was struggling to maintain it. So this is uh, significant that the Lord appears in a, in a human-like form in uh, Vrindavan because, as Prabhu said, there's a way in which the, the, the rasa is um, sweet and intimate when, uh, when the Lord has that form. He can relate as an equal or as a subordinate to his devotees in Vrindavan in that form. Anybody else want to say anything more about that before we go to the next word? Okay. Itam Ritiryag. We can go back. Okay. Itam, in this way, Nri like a human being such as Lord Krishna and Lord Ramachandra. Anybody want to say anything about Lord Ramachandra's beautiful form? 
all right, then I would. I, the sages uh, at Dandakaranya who saw the Lord and felt that he was so beautiful, they uh, desired a, a, a kind of rasa that was only available in Vrindavan, like a rasa as being a lover, because they were attracted to his form. And the Lord understood their desire. And then later on, they took their birth in Vrindavan as gopis so they could relate to the Lord in that way. He, it wasn't possible in his mood of Lord Ramachandra because he was in the mood of Mariada. And he had a, a, one wife and wasn't um, all accommodating in that regard the way Krishna is in Vrindavan. But he has a very beautiful form, Lord Ramachandra, a two-arm form. In fact, one of the deities that appeared in Jagannath Puri of the Lord, specifically to Sarvabhambhachari, is whom? Right, Sadbuj, right? Say the verse that relates to Sadbuj, where Sadbuj appears in the Bhagavatam. Hint. It's in the, the teachings of Karabhajanamuni. Go ahead, Prabhu. <laughs> the last line is Vande Mahapurushate Charanaravindam. Yeah. There's two verses that, are, that go together there that end with the same last line. Yeah. Do you want to say? Yes, Prabhu? ध्यायंशदपरिभावग्नविष्टदोहम् Nice. These are two very important verses by Karabhajana Muni. Of course, all his teachings are very important. And Tyaktvasudusyaja Surepsita Raja Lakshmin Dharmishta Aryavachasayadagaranyam Mayam Rigam Dayita Yitam Anbadava Vande Mahapurushate Charanaravinda. So this verse, according to three different acharyas, indicates Three different forms of the Lord, and they combine into one in Sadbuj. So, Tektvasadharmam Charanam. I'm sorry, I'm doing, now I'm doing Narada Muni. Tektvasadusyaja Surepshita Raja Lakshman. So, the, the form of Lord Chaitanya and the, the meaning behind the verse that indicates Lord Chaitanya is that he left the goddess of fortune. He was in Navadweep, married to Lakshmi Devi, and he left and took sannyas. It means everybody's in the world, all the devas even, are looking for the goddess of fortune. Will she come and stay in my house? Because everyone wants good fortune, right? Say yes. Okay. So the <coughs> he left. He just walked away from the goddess of fortune. That's the power of renunciation of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And then Dharmishta Arya. The, the Arya, in, in the case of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, was a Brahmana 
who had come to the house of Srivas Thakur when the devotees were having kirtan inside and they kept the doors locked because they only wanted intimates there, intimate associates of the Lord. That was the way the Lord wanted it and before he opened the doors. And this brahmana came and he tried to get in and the door was locked. They wouldn't let him in. He became so angry that the next day when Mahaprabhu was at the Ganges where everyone would meet, take bath, chant some shlokas, he came up to him and he cursed him. He said, I curse you that you'll never have material happiness. And Mahaprabhu became unlimitedly happy. <laughs> because material happiness is a misnomer. There is no such thing. Yehi sam bhoga evate Buddha. Krishna in the Bhagavad Gita certifies that when we try to interact with the world in a spirit of enjoyment, then we produce dukkha, unhappiness. We get the opposite result of what we want. So Mahaprabhu then became happy, dharmishta arya, and that was what gave him the excuse to take sannyas. He took that the words of the Brahmins, yeah, I'll just take sannyas. And he went to the forest. Means that mrgam uh, means like a, a deer animal and or an animal. And in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's pastimes, he chases after people everywhere, all over the planet, no matter where they are, to give them Krishna consciousness. And the, they've degraded to animal-like consciousness. Nonetheless, he chases after them to give them Krishna consciousness. And then Krishna is Arya. He left the uh, confines of and went to Gokul by the, the words of Gargamuni, who said there will be trouble in this place. Actually, he, he uh, predicted Krishna uh, would be like Narayan. And then Mayam Rigam Tayitayitsutam means that he was like a toy animal in the hands of the residents of Rajat because he was smitten by their love. And then finally, Ra Ramchandra, Dharmishta Arya, he was given the order of his father, the, the Arya. Arya means the, the superior uh, person. Dharmishta Arya Vachasa. By his words, said, you have to go to the forest now, give up the kingdom. So he, he did. And then, of course, the deer is famous that uh, Maricha had sent the deer, or assumed the form of a deer to distract him so Sita be, could, could be taken away. So that's indicated in the verse. And then the deity of Sadbuj has six arms, but represents the Lord as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Ramachandra, and Krishna, who each have two hands. Okay, now we come to tiryak, animals, such as the boar. Can you name any other ways uh, that the Lord appears in an animal form? Matsya, Kurma, Varaha, Shrinkadev. Okay. And then, uh, I'm sorry? Hayagriva. Hamsavatara, form of a swan. Good. Lots of different animals. In fact, he comes in every species of life. 
I wonder why, if that's why Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur said we should preach even to the vegetable tribes. <laughs> Is that why you're all going to the farmer's markets? <laughs> I'm preaching to the vegetable tribes. And then we have Rishi. So how does he appear as a Rishi? Kapil. Nice. And then Parushuram. Right? It's right there. And then Deva as demigods. Indra. Upendra. Upendra. Appears on the heavenly planets. What was that? I can only hear 33% through the mask, as I can. As Brahma and Samyugas. Nice one. Okay, Jasha, as an aquatic fish and tortoise. And then we have uh, Avatarai. By such different incarnations, Lokan, all of the different planetary systems. Give another verse from first candle, second chapter that proves that the Lord comes in all different species. Hint, it's the last verse of the chapter. Give them the first word and then they'll know the rest. That's, no, just give the first word of the, of the, of the verse. You can look it up. Thirty-three percent audible. Bhava yayesha satvena. Do the microphones so if you're wrong, you can go down in flames. Go, go, go! Just try. Make a mistake. Bhava yayesha satvena lokan baluka bhavana dilavataranurato devatiryanaradishu. Bravo. This confirms that the Lord appears in all the different species of life, which is remarkable. So keep your eyes peeled. Okay, so um, Lokan, all the different planetary systems, he comes to all the different planetary systems. Vibhava, you see. You protect. Humsi, you sometimes kill. Jagat, Pratipan. Persons who have simply created trouble in this world. So who does he come to kill? People simply come to cause trouble. Do you know anybody like that? <laughs> What'd you come here for? Just to make trouble. <laughs> tell, me, tell me three people from uh, Krishna's Leela who came just to cause trouble. They were demons, in other words, because they have nothing better to do than cause trouble to everybody else. Agasura. Okay. Was he, he's quite troublesome. Anyone else? Putana. Yeah, she was notorious for killing children. In fact, she was a she was a hit lady. She used to take contracts to go kill different kinds of children. And uh, another one, Dinuka, in the form of a donkey. And who did you say? Kamsa. Kamsa caused trouble. Yeah, that was his, his, uh, his mood was to go against Krishna. Okay, so there's lots of those. And so what's another verse from the Bhagavad Gita where Krishna says 
that he comes to move these people along. Somebody take the mic and do it individually. No, go ahead. You know the verse. You know the verse? Go ahead. 20 more points for you. I'm not sure if this Paritranaya. Paritranaya sadunam vinashaya chaduskitam dharma sanstapanartaya sambhavami yuge yuge. Little indication of what it means. Uh, he comes, I think, every millennium to destroy um, like miscreants and for his devotees. What does he do for his devotees? Just to give them pleasure, he appears and supports his them. Form. And yeah, nice. Probably you were going to say. Okay, same. Okay, so then we have. Um, now we come to this uh, dharmam, the principles of religion. To establish the principles of religion, that's indicated in the verse you just quoted. Mahapurusha, O great personality, Pasi, you protect yuga anuvritam according to the different millenniums. So what are the different millenniums? Who can say what different millenniums? What's a millennium anyway? Where's the word come from? Look it up. And what does it mean? What's a millennium? Work with me, people. Prabhu. The Sanskrit says yuga. Yuga. Anuvrittam. Okay. It's an adjective of dharmam. So dharmam, which is yuga anuvrittam. Dharma of every yuga you protect. There's a dharma of every yuga that you protect. Yes. Thank you. That's really amazing in each yuga. So who can say a little bit more about what's a yuga? How many are there? Just say anything. Four yugas only. You can put only after Four yugas only, and what, what about the yugas? Say more about the dharma of the yugas. Somebody propound. Good. Okay, Prabhu. Krite yad dhyayato vishnum, tretayam yajato makhai, dvapare paricharyayams, kalautad harikirtanat. So, in Satya Yuga, the result that is achieved by meditation on Vishnu, tretayam yajato makhai, in treta, the same result is achieved by Vedic sacrifices unto Vishnu, Dvapare Paricharyayams. In the age of Dvapar, the same result is attained by offering worship unto the deity form, Kalautat. And that very same result in Kali Yuga is attained by Hari Kirtanat, by public glorification of Hari. That deserves a little. Haribo! Who can say more about the, uh, who can give some verses that substantiate that in the age of Kali Yuga, the process for attaining perfection in spiritual life is chanting the holy names? Uh, okay, everyone wants to say it. Harinama, 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 Eva Kevalam. So where does it come from and where do we find it first introduced in, in our teachings? Someone propound on that for a minute. Yes. You've got to use the mic. 
And please don't answer a question with a question. Just tell us. Kali Santaran Upanishad. Huh? Kali Santaran Upanishad. No, it's not from there. Uh, where does it first appear in, uh, in the teachings? Prabhu. The, you're thinking of the verse that introduces the, the Hare Krishna Mahamantra. Iti so dashakam nam nam kalamashanashanam. We're talking about Hare Nama, Hare Nama, Hare Nama Eva Kevalam. This is in Brihad Naradiya Puran. Brihad Naradiya Purana. Where is it from? Where? Brihad Naradiya Puran. Where? Brihad Naradiya Puran. BNP. It's from the BNP. Okay, and tell more about it, please. It is quoted in CC Chaitanya Charitamrita Adi Lila 770. Okay, who quotes it? Ishwarapuri. Pardon me? Ishwarapuri. Correct. Who said that? I can't see. Srila Ishwarapuri. To whom? To Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. I wonder what circumstances. Tell us, flesh it out a little bit. Tell us what's happening here. And who's Chaitanya Mahaprabhu recounting this to? To tell about when Srila Ishwarapuri had... Uh, taught him this. Can you can you frame that? So, so he went. That's a little psych- too psychedelic for us this morning. Um, <laughs> when Mahaprabhu went to Gaya, <clears throat> Gaya after his father's, um, when his father fast, passed away, he went to Gaya to offer Pindlan. Yeah. And then um, I don't know the details, but he met Ishwarapuri there, and he yes. takes initiation. Yes. And during that time, he gets this uh, mantra, from, like you know, he gets this verse, and he tells about it. I think when he went goes to um, um, Banaras with um, uh, the, those Mayavadis, the P. P. <laughs> Prakash. Prakashananda Saraswati. When they ask, you know, why are you so sentimentalist and all that. So he tells my guru gave me this verse. Since Very that good. time, I'm a mad, like a madman. Yeah, so why did Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, after he got initiation, go back to his guru, according to his story? He got initiated. He went back to his guru later, and he asked him a question. Prabhu. Can I study Vedanta? Okay, and he said also something about the mantra. He had a question about the mantra, right? Yes. Mm. Which was? Malini? This mantra is making me mad uh, when I change. Just giving you the right mantra, because <laughs> it makes me mad. And what's the famous verse that the Srila Ishvarapur also gave him at that time? That's uh, the essence of the teachings of the Srimad Bhagavatam, he said. Uh, I don't know the first one. Hasatya dirodya tirauti gaya. Evam vrata. Evam vrata swa priyanama kirtya. Jatanu rago dita chitta uthai. Asatya dirodya tirauti gaya ti unmadavan nirtati loka bahya. Means? Which means that once you chant this Mahamantra, um, then he becomes mad. Sometimes he cries, uh, says, speaks loudly, and all these uh, symptoms appear in that person. So Srila Ishvara Puri was pleased that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was experiencing these symptoms by chanting the Maha Mantra because it means that Dhruta Chitta, his heart had melted and now he was experiencing this love of God, right? So then he also gave him the verse from the, where? The BNP? Yeah, to confirm that in the Kali Yuga, what? There's no other way, there's no other way, there's no way. Just chanting the holy name, chanting the holy name, chanting the holy name. Okay, so 
uh, let's see, ba back to the word for word, I think. Everyone okay? Yes. Okay. Okay? All right. Uh, let's see. Kalau. Okay, uh, Kalau means what? In the Kali Yuga, in the age of Kali. Are you glad you were born in Kali Yuga? Why? Substantiate with Shastra why you should be glad. Why not Satyuga? It's so much nicer. You live longer. Give us Shastric evidence. Okay, one, two. One, two, three. Means? Uh, in the Kali Yuga, is the ocean of faults. So it's, a, it's like an ocean of faults. There is but one very big advantage. Kirtana Dev Krishna simply by chanting the holy names of Krishna, Mukta Sangha Parambrajet, one can get liberation from all the material miseries. Okay, excellent. Prabhu? The final verse of the Bhagavatam Nama Sankirtanam Yasya Sarva Papa Pranashnam Shamanaha Sarva Dukhanam Tam Namami Harim Param. The Bhagavatam was written for this age of Kali and it concludes with the ultimate conclusion for the people of this age that Nam Sankirtan is the destroyer of all sins, Sarva Papa Pranashanam. Shamanaha, it extinguishes Sarva Dukhanam, all the miseries, Tam Namami Harim Param. Actually, it is Hari himself. So I offer obeisances to Hari who has appeared as Nam Sankirtan. Beautiful. Ah. Okay, and who else had one? And then we're, I want to introduce a verse, look it up from Karabhajanamuni. You have it, okay. It's 11, uh, I wanted to quote 11532. 11532, please do. Krishna So in the age of Kali Yuga, those who are intelligent will take to the process of chanting of the holy names, which is established by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Excellent. And, and um, who's speaking this verse? I am not sure. It's, I think the this is all Karabhajana section, and there's a lot about Kali Yuga and the holy names, and now we have a mind-blowing verse for you from Karabhajana Muni about Kali Yuga, which you're going to feel more fortunate than you've ever felt before. Now. Shri Karabhajana Muni instructs King Nimi, 11.536. Kalim Sabhajayanti Arya Gunagnya Sarabhagina Yatra Sankirtane Naiva Sarvaswartho Bilabhyate. Those who are actually advanced in knowledge are able to appreciate the essential value of this age of Kali. Such enlightened persons worship Kali Yuga because in this fallen age all perfection of life can easily be achieved by the performance of Sankirtan. Why is this good news for us? Give commentary. Give some comment. Um, it's very helpful for us because it's very easy to make um, mistakes or fall down in the path of Krishna consciousness. But um, in this verse, it just says that just um, like doing Sankirtan can help us be back on the correct path. Yeah, that's right. It, it confirms what a fortunate age. We have a dispensation in this age given by Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu 
that we can attain all perfection by chanting the holy names. And here, Karbhajana Muni is telling King Nimi that just that the sages appreciate this so much, they worship Kali Yuga. They say this Kalim Sabhag Yarya Gunagyasarabhakina Yatra Sankirtani Naiva Sarvaswarta Bilabhute. Anybody who knows the, uh, the essence of life knows that Kali Yuga is a good time. Uh, in fact, there are uh, indications from the Srimad Bhagavatam that the uh, intelligent people in other yugas are praying that let me take birth in Kali Yuga. Because in Kali Yuga, you have like, you know how they sometimes there's a half off sale somewhere? Have you ever been one of those? Have you ever been to an outlet store? You know, you get the, the uh, designer thing for like a lot less. In Kali Yuga, it's like uh, 100% off. <laughs> so they're thinking, I think I'll shop during that time. Let me take birth in Kali Yuga uh, because of the dispensation given at that time. Kalim Sabhagyantyarya. Those who are um, Aryas, they're advanced in, in knowledge. Gunagya, Sarabhagina. Sara means the essence of the cream. Sarabhagina, they're knowers of the essence of life. Know that the Kali Yuga is the time uh, to, to attain the perfection and therefore they worship it. Feel better? Yay! Okay. Now let's go back to the verse. We're almost to the end of the words, word for word, which takes an hour to write. So we almost took an hour to go through it. So now it gets interesting, doesn't it? Because we already established there's four yugas, right? Now look at this, three yuga. So the Lord is named, uh, another name for the Lord is tree yuga, everyone say. Atta, therefore, sa, the same personality, tuam yu. Prabhu, you want to say more about the grammar of the verse? Just say some more about it. Just to give us a kind of overview of how the grammar is working. You want to see that or the or the Sanskrit verse? Sanskrit. Sanskrit verse, please. Yeah. So, Channaha kalau yad abhavas. Abhavas is actually past tense. So he's speaking about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu who has appeared in the previous day of Brahma. Channaha kalau yad abhavas. Triyugaha Atha Sattvam. Triyugaha is a name of Bhagavan. It is actually a name of Bhagavan. So, Trini Yugani Yasya, who has only three ages for himself, that person is known as Triyugaha. So, it is a name of Bhagavan. His name is Triyugaha. It also reminds me of a pastime of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu when there were certain people in Vrindavan who were saying that. Why don't you come at night? You can see Krishna dancing on the hoods of Kaliya even today. The many people going for darshan. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu initially ignored them. But when his own uh, servant, uh, Balabhadra Bhattacharya, I think, yeah, Balabhadra Bhattacharya, he said, I also want to go. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu lovingly slapped him. He say, you are a learned person. Don't you know that Krishna doesn't show himself in Kali Yoga? Hmm? Mm. So, what is the reason? Because he is Tri-Yuga. He cannot be seen through the material eye 
uh, in any age, but definitely he cannot be seen in the age of Kali through the normal eyes of the human being. So this is the reason why he's Thank known you. as Tri Yoga. And now, who in Chaitanya Leela used the argument that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu can't be the Supreme Personality of Godhead because he's Tri Yuga? Yes, very good. Tell us more about the circumstances. Build it up a little bit. Give us a little drama. What happened? So, um, when Mahaprabhu comes to Puri and he's uh, uh, going for Jagannath Darshan, so he faints by looking at Lord Jagannath and then Sarvabhama Bhattacharya uh, was, found him very attractive and he was very impressed. He, he, he brought him to his home and then... Um, uh, Gopinath Acharya, his brother-in-law, he was, um, yeah, I mean, Sarvamama Bhattacharya was saying that he's, you know, he's a sannyasi, he's good, he's sannyasi, but I wish he would be in a, like, uh, a more higher class of sannyasis, and he's uh, sent, sentiment, sentimental, all those things, but Gopinath Acharya was defending him that he's not an ordinary person, he's the Lord himself, and then Sarvamama Bhattacharya says that, you know, he comes only in three yoga, so how can he be? Uh, the Lord Himself, and Gopinath Acharya responded, "How? Uh, yeah, <laughs> there were so many verses. I, I mean, well, he. I think he. Uh, you can check it, Shashasar. Look it up, please. That section. That he he uh, mentions that he's he, he um, is a, a chana in Kali Yuga covered. He doesn't appear." Uh, in the normal way, but he comes in Kali Yuga because he's known as he, uh, the Chana Avatar in Kali Yuga. And his, he says to, to Gopinath Acharya that you can't understand this because he was Gopinath Acharya. Uh, Sarvabhama and his disciples were obstinate about this point that he can't be the Supreme Personality of God. It doesn't appear in this age. And then he said, You don't understand it because you haven't received his mercy. He said, how do you know he's received his mercy? Said Sarvabhama. He said, because we know he's the Supreme Personality of God. <laughs> and later on, when Sarvabhama did receive the mercy of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Gopinath Acharya noted the fact. Now, you see, he received his mercy. Now you understand that he's the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So it comes up in that context. Okay, now let's um, look at the verse itself. In the translation. Everyone okay? Okay. In this way, my Lord, you appear in various incarnations as a human being, an animal, a great saint, a demigod, a fish, and a tortoise, thus maintaining the entire creation in different planetary systems and killing the demoniac principles. According to the age, O oh my Lord, you protect the principles of religion. In the age of Kali, However, you do not assert yourself as the Supreme Personality of Godhead, and therefore you are known as Tri-Yuga, or the Lord who appears in three yugas. Purport. As the Lord appeared just to maintain Lord Brahma from the attack of Madhu and Kaitaba, he also appeared to protect the great devotee Prahlad Maharaj. Similarly, Lord Chaitanya appeared in order to protect the fallen souls of Kali Yuga. 
There are four yugas or millenniums, Satya, Treta, Dwapar, and Kali. So this first section, as the Lord appeared just to maintain Lord Brahma from the attack of Madhu and Kaitaba, he also appeared to protect the great devotee Prahlad Maharaj. Let's just have a few comments about what's been said here so far. As the Lord appeared just to maintain Lord Brahma from the attack of Madhu and Kaitaba. Who can say something about the attack of Madhu and Kaitaba? And how the Lord protected him. Yes? Hari Sankirtan Prabhu. If I remember correctly, Madhu and Kaitaba were two demons who came to steal the Vedas from Brahma and they stole the from Brahma's mouth and Lord appeared as Hayagriva to kill them and protect the Vedas. When did they steal him? When he was sleeping and yawning till he Yeah, so be careful when you go to sleep at night. <laughs> he was sleeping, yawning, they stole it from his dreams. And uh, I don't know, something like a one of those computer hacks or something. <laughs> Somebody steals something out of the computer. And then, then what happened? What, who came and restored the Vedic knowledge to Brahma, which incarnation of the Lord? You mentioned him before. Hayagriva. Hayagriva. So what did he do? What, did he, what, what form did he give him the Vedas in? in that? Horse. What? Horse, yeah, the, that's his form, but uh, like, what did he teach him at that time? Uh, he gave him Pancharatric knowledge, like over five nights, he gave him this essentialized form of the Vedas, a practical form, which one can take up worship of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Okay, Madhu and Kaitaba attacked Lord Brahma. He was saved by Ahayagriva. And he also appeared to protect the great devotee Prahlad Maharaj. You want to talk about that? I know you're a big fan of Prahlad, so mm-hmm. um, Prahlad Maharaj is the son of Hiranyakashipu. And um, Hiranyakashipu was a big uh, Vishnu hater, and he did not appreciate Vishnu at all. So um, he, ta- he kind of taught Prahlad to not appreciate Vishnu either, but Prahlad um, did end up liking and appreciating Vishnu, so Hiranyakashipu tried to kill him, but each time Prahlad was protected by Nishingadev, or like Krishna who came in the form of Nishingadev, and then Nishingadev ended up killing Hiranyakashipu in a very precise way because Hiranyakashipu had a bunch of boons from Brahma where he couldn't be killed by a man or animal or a day or night. Or by any weapon, I think. Yeah. Very nicely done. Thank you. Hare Krishna. Um, who can say how it was that Prahlad annoyed his father? There are three instant instances mentioned where he, he annoyed his father, who is the great demon. Can you tell about the annoyance? And then, Shastra, sorry, I saw your hand go up, so I'll call on you next. So when, when uh, Hiranyakashipu um, first saw Prahlad, he just te- asked him, you know, tell me uh, anything. What is, your, uh, what is your favorite subject at school? And then, and then uh, Prahlad immediately said that, um, you know, 
the best thing is to perform devotional service, uh, leave up, give up everything in this world, and then go to the forest, especially to Vrindavan and perform devotional service to Vishnu. And immediately, Ranyakashipu was upset with Praladin. And um, in the second instance, also. Give the verse. Say it. Yeah, keep that mic and give him another one because he can augment. Yeah. Tasadumane survarya dehinam sadasamudvigna dhyama sadgrahad hitvat papatam grihamanda kupam vanam gato yadharimashreta. So basically, he said, you know, you should just go to the forest and give up all this other nonsense you're doing. Okay, so that was the first instance. And then? Um, and the second instance was Vyanikashipu um, uh, got, um, he said, you know, where are you? He was, he laughed at uh, Prahlad's answer and he said, um, who is teaching you all these things? And then Shandamarka uh, asked Prahlad, you know, very nicely, you know, I never taught, I mean, we never taught you all of this, but where are you getting all of these from? And then again, uh, then when Shandamarka asked this question, then they trained Prahlad in the Sama, Veda, Danda, um, like all those um, materialistic ways. And then again, he comes back. Um, and then Hiranyakashipu asks the question, what is the best thing that you learned from your teachers? And, uh, and then there he says that, um, then he, he speaks about what Narada Muni taught him, not the Shanda and Amarka. And uh, what's the answer? Shravanam Kirtanam, Shravanam Kirtanam Vishnu. Vishnu so when Say the verse. Kirtanam Vishnu Archanam Bandanam Dasyam Sakyam Atmani Vedanam Iti Pum Sarpita Vishnu Bhaktis Chinnavalakshana Kriyeta Bhagavatyada Tanmanye Titamutamam Okay. So that really annoys Hiranyakashipu. So these are some of the ways that Prahlad annoyed. One more time you did it. So then he goes back oh. again, right? Yeah. What's the last, third time? Is it when, uh, when, uh, when uh, he asks, you know, where are you getting all of this uh, uh, power from? Uh, What's the next verse that, that Prahlad gives his father? Matir Nakrishne Paratakso Mito Pipadye Tigrihavratanam Basically, says that um, you're wasting your time chewing the chewed here in the material world. That was the third third thing he told him, right? Then he became really so annoyed he wanted to kill his son. Can you imagine that? He was really affected by the lower modes of nature. Anything else? Three times he was annoying. He annoyed his father. Thank you. Okay, Shastrashar Prada, you had a point you wanted to say? Yes, please. Give us a little more on that. So um, they're having the Sarvamacharya and Gopinathacharya having their conversation, and Gopinathacharya tells Sarvamacharya that. You've read Mahabharata and Bhagavatam, yet you've not paid attention at all when reading them. Mm. And that, then he quotes the, the verse by Gargamuni, Asan varnas trayo hyasya grahnato nuyugam tanuhu shuklo raktas tatha pita idanim krishnatam gata. That um, 
in the past your son has has had bodies of three different colors according to the age these colors were white red and yellow in this age he has accepted a blackish body and then he goes on to also quote um krishna varnam tusha krishnam nice so basically he's telling him that that uh you didn't read the shastras closely enough to understand chaitanya mahaprabhu right okay who did read the shastras closely enough to understand sri chaitanya mahaprabhu and then presented to the world and who commented on it and said that that they had gone through all the shastras and presented the conclusion of them which included the appearance of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Was that a convoluted question? Was it too hard or was that easy? <laughs> Who notes in a bhajan, which Acharya in a bhajan says that this group, I'm sorry, I just gave it away. Go ahead, sing it. The part where he mentions that they went through expertly, carefully, and therefore they gave the conclusion which is what Gopinathacharya said that Sarvabhambhacharya didn't do. Sing it. Sadharma-samsthapakau <laughs> Radha Krishna Ravinda Bhajana Nandena Matalikau Vande Rupa Sanatana Raghu Yago Shijiva Gopalako So Nana Shastra Vichara Naika Nipunau that they were sunipuno, they were uh, like spiritual geniuses, being able to go through and extracting the essence of all the shastras for, for the benefit of everybody. So it's a really important aspect of uh, Krishna consciousness. And this is mentioned by Kaviraj Goswami in the Adi Lila, where he says, Siddhanta Bhulya Chitta Nakara Alash, Iha Hoiti Krishna Lagi Sudrid Manash. Could we put that verse up? That's one. What is it? One, two, seventeen, something like that. And in the in this, he says it's really important to discuss the details, the Siddhanta, not only what something is, also what it isn't. Be very precise. Siddhanta Boliachinakaralash, and also don't be lazy about it. Adi what? Two one hundred and seventeen. I knew there was a seven in there somewhere. Okay, so two. Adi two one seventeen doesn't exist. Adi, we can get this done. Let's see, one no, it's Adi two one seventeen. The seventeen, just two seventeen. Prabhu, what is it? What's the number? Yay! Okay, let's look at this. Very important. Is everyone still f- f- alacritous? Yes. Let's look up the word and see if it matches. Okay. Uh, let's look at the Bengali. Alacritous. You know what it means, right? 
बंगाली सिद्धांत भोलिया चित्ते ना कर अल्लाश इहा हैते कृष्णे लागे सुदृढ़मानाश एंड द वर्ड फॉर वर्ड इस सिद्धांता कंक्लुजन बोलिया कंसीडरिंग चित्ते इन द माइंड ना कर डू नॉट बी अल्लाश लेजी सो इहा दिस हैते फ्रॉम कृष्णे इन लॉर्ड कृष्णा Lage becomes fixed, sudrida, very firm, manash. A verse from Bhagavad Gita, please, that has that uh, the the qualification of people who are very um, sudrida, fixed in chant in in worshiping the Lord. Chapter seven, I think it's twenty-seven. Yesham tonta katham papam jananam punya karmana te dhanva mohanir mukta. Pajanti mam, they're drudavrata. You have to be drudavrata. What does that mean? Drudavrata, huh? Probably you want to tell us about the etymology of this word, fixed in vow. Yeah, whose vratas are drida, whose vows are fixed. Fixed. Yeah. Where does that word come from, drida? The word drida, it basically. Drida itself means toughened. Toughened. Yes. Okay, it's good. Okay, so we need that. Sit. Uh, and how do we get it for in worshiping the Lord? This verse says that Siddhanta Bolia Chite Nakar Alash Iha Hoyte Krishna Lage Sudrid Manash. And in this case, the mind becomes Sudrida, means uh, is extremely fixed in in the vow. Uh, how? So the translation is: A sincere student should not neglect the discussion of such conclusions, considering them controversial. For such discussions strengthen the mind; thus, one's mind becomes attached to Sri Krishna. Uh, read the purport, please. Um, there are many students who, in spite of reading the Bhagavad Gita, misunderstand Krishna because of imperfect knowledge and conclude him to be an ordinary historical personality. Um, this one must not. This one must not do. One should be particularly careful to understand the truth about Krishna. If, because of laziness, one does not come to know Krishna conclusively, one one will be misguided about the cult of devotion, like those who declare themselves. Um, advanced devotees and intimate and imitate the transcendental symptoms sometimes observed in liberated souls. Although the use of thoughts and arguments is a mo- is a most suitable process for indu- inducing an uninitiated person to become a devotee, neophytes in devotional service must always alertly understand Krishna through the vision of the revealed scriptures, the bona fide devotees, and the spiritual master. Unless one hears about Sri Krishna from such authorities, one cannot. Uh, one cannot make advancement in devotion to Sri Krishna. The revealed scriptures mention nine means of attaining devotional service, of which the first and foremost is hearing from authority. The seed of devotion cannot sprout unless watered by the process of hearing and chanting. One should submissively receive the transcendental messages from spiritually advanced sources, and chant the very same messages for one's own benefit, as well as the benefit of one's audience. 
When Brahma described the situation of pure devotees freed from the culture of empiric philosophy and fruitive activities, he recommended the process of hearing from persons who are on the path of devotion. Following in the footsteps of such liberated souls who are able to vibrate real transcendental sound can lead one to the highest stage of devotion, and thus one can become a Mahabhagavata. From, teachings, from the teachings of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to Sanatan Goswami, we learn Shastra Yukte Sunipana Dada Shada Yanra Uttama Adhikari Se Taraye Samsara. A person who is expert in understanding the conclusion of the revealed scriptures and who fully surrenders to the cause of the Lord is actually able to deliver others from the clutches of material existence. Srila Rupa Goswami, in his Upadeshamrita, advises that to make rapid advancement in the cult of devotional service, one should be very active and should persevere in executing the duties specified in the revealed scriptures and confirmed by the spiritual master. Quote the verse, please. Upadeshamrita 3. Um. Call a friend. Bravo, bravo. Okay, keep going. Um, accepting, okay, I'll just, um, advises that to make rapid advancement in the cult of devotional service, one should be very active and should persevere in executing the duties specified in the revealed scriptures and confirmed by the spiritual master. Accepting the path of liberated souls and the association of pure devotees enriches such activities. Imitation devotees who wish to advertise themselves as elevated Vaishnavas and who therefore imitate the previous acharyas but do not follow them in principle are condemned in the words of Srimad Bhagavatam 2.3.24 as stone-hearted. Srila Vishwamana Chaktavarti Thakur has commented on their stone-hearted condition as follows. Bahir, Bahir Ashra Ashru Pulakayo Satorapi Yad Didayam Na Vikriyata Tad Ashma Saram Iti Kanish Tadikarinam Eva Asura Pulakadi Matvepi. Um, whoa, okay. Um, Asma Sara Hidayate Nindasya um, those who have shed tears by practice but whose hearts have not changed are to be known as stone-hearted devotees of the lowest grade. Their imitation crying induced by artificial practice is always condemned. The desired change, the desired change of the heart referred to above is visible in the reluctance to do anything not congenial to the devotional way. Read that again. Um, the desired change of heart referred to above is visible in the reluctance to do anything not congenial to the devotional way. Somebody say what that means. Yes, Prabhu. So the desired change of heart is the melting of heart. And how is it visible in avoiding things which are unfavorable to devotional service? Anukulyasya sankalpaha pratikulyasya varjanam. So, what is being spoken about here is pratikulyasya varjanam, to avoid everything which is unfavorable to the path of bhajan. Becomes quite natural. Yes. 
to feel like that, right? Who can quote from the Bhagavad Gita a verse that would substantiate such a change of heart and consciousness? There's a a verse that describes the shift from uh, avoiding sense objects, consciously avoiding them, but still being attached to them, and then rising to another level. Come on, you got it by now. Not you, Prabhu. (laughs) Um, Yes, go ahead. Aparagarangi. It's 2.17.71. I don't remember the verses, but uh, in one there's comparison of the rivers flowing to the ocean. Okay, uh, you're talking uh, the second chapter of Bhagavad Gita, second to last verse. Apuryamanam achala pratishtam samudramapa pravishanti advat tabat kama yam pravishanti sarve sashantamapnuti na kama kami. Go ahead. That's a good quotation. Really nice. Keep saying. And what it means? Other example given of the tortoise? No, no. Say what that verse means, though. So that verse means that how uh, the rivers keep flowing to the ocean, but the ocean never overflows. In the and what has what's what's the metaphor? What's the connection? So in the same way, uh, someone uh, for someone who is fixed in consciousness, for them the desires may keep coming, but they don't act on it. They don't get overwhelmed by it. Yeah. Okay. And you had another one. So the two verses in that section, one uh, talks about uh, not being disturbed by the desires, and yeah. the next one talks about the desires not being there altogether. Okay, and what's the one that I talked about? Prabhu, you tell what the one I uh, was thinking. Yeah, that's right. Go ahead, say it. Vishyavi nivartante nirahara sedehena rasovarjam rasopyasya param drishva nivartate. So can this actually happen? Tell, tell what it means. Uh, even when we try to uh, disengage or disentangle the senses from the sense objects, the senses automatically go towards the sense objects. It's very hard to disentangle them. But when one gets a higher taste, param drishva, then one automatically gives up the lower things. Naturally, right? Okay. So one can get a higher taste. And um, this, okay, what we were commenting on was the um, sentence in the purport, which we can go back to, that uh, an actual change of heart is indicated by one's reluctance to engage in original sense gratification, but not just the reluctance, but it also includes the ability to do so. One becomes fortified by the practice of devotional service. Do you agree? Do you concur? So what's a verse from the first canto, second chapter, that mentions that the, the process of direct devotional service is so powerful that one gets the wherewithal to move in the world without being attached to it. And so also have knowledge. Now I'm giving the whole verse away. This is not fair to those who are participating. Do you know the verse? Okay, Shastra Saraprada. You'll know the verse when he says it. Vasudeva Bhagavati. Bhakti Yoga Priyojita Janayashivairagyam Gyanam Chayarahai to come comment. So one, if they engage in, in Bhakti to Vyasa, to Lord Vasudev, they're <clears throat> they're, they're, they get jnana and vairagya, knowledge and detachment. How do they get it? Through devotional service. Is, is, c- 
to say more about that word ahaituk. Vasudeve Bhagavati in Bhagavan Vasudev Bhakti Yoga Prayojitaha when one one in one invests his bhakti yoga janayati such bhakti produces ashu very quickly two entities jnanam that is transcendental knowledge vairagyam cha and renunciation but there is an adjective of both of them ahaitukam both of both jnan and vairagya have no cause causeless knowledge and causeless renunciation so there is no cause for these two. Bhakti is the only cause for produ- producing jnana and vairagya. It comes as a natural result of practicing bhakti, right? And the work, look up the word concomitant. Plus we wanted to hear alacritous also. Concomitant. Um, so, concomitant is an adjective, and it's accompanying, conjoined with, con- concurrent, or going together. It's from French, concomitant, and it's from late Latin, concomitantum, which is nominative, or which is nominated, and then it went to, and then it's assimilated with com, which means with together, and then it went to, from the Roman, and then it went to, um, it came, it just, it went to a Roman term, which means provincial governor, and then it's what it is now. Okay, so it means it comes with it. So when you practice devotional service, what do you get concomitantly? No, it's attachment. And how's that exhibited, that you have jnana vairagya? How, how would one be able to tell? Well, I'm going to say something about this one. So from the verse, looking back to the verse, evam vratasva priyanama kirtya jatan rago jita drida chuta eter, I'm sorry, drida chita, drida chita, means the druta, druta means the melted, drida chita, um, that in this verse, uh, the commentators mention the opinion of the charyas, and that is that not all people show symptoms externally like crying and rolling on the ground. Prabhupada didn't show that. Sometimes it slipped out. But it, it was he was very stoic. He didn't uh, display emotions, and he also uh, was uh, reticent about going into... Um, Leela topics with his disciples and so forth. He he was he he kept a, a clear boundary. So in that purport, Evam Vratasvapriyanamakirtya, Madhvacharya says that although some devotees may not show symptoms externally, there's always two symptoms that accompany a, an advanced devotee whose heart has melted. One of them is steadiness. It always shows up. Because that's one thing you can't fake. You either come or you don't come. And those who show up vote with their feet. And it's like, wow, you're into this because you're here, right? You don't have to say much more. Like in, if you go to school and you sit in the front row, teacher notices, right? And if you always show up on time, 
Did the teacher notice? Yeah. So uh, everybody notices when you show up. And the second one is uh, mukya prasadad, which means that uh, whatever comes from the mouth of a person whose heart has been spiritually transformed is like prasad. It's uh, helpful. And uh, even if it's in the form of a criticism, it's done for the benefit of the person because there's no biting envy that's in, uh, in the heart of such a person. They're near Matsuranam. Uh, so they're, they're free from, from the, the, the quality of envy. And Rupa Goswami mentions it when he says, Krishneti asagiritam manasadri eta dikshasti chet pranati bhishta bhajantam isham shushushaya bhajana vignamananyamanya nindari shunya nindari shunya hrda ipsitam sangalabhya. So, we should desire the association of the person who's mentioned here as the top quality. And what's the, what is the symptom? Is that the person is uh, free from the envious way of criticizing other people. Nindadi shunya, no more ninda uh, shunya. It's free from that propensity to criticize others, just to uh, make him or herself look better. So that's one of the... Uh, things to look for. There's an actual change of heart. We didn't finish the purport. Let's do that. And we're, we're almost to the end of our discussion. Just, just a quick... Please. First, Prabhu. I, was, I also came across this verse 255 where Krishna says the symptom of a self-realized person when Arjuna asks, how does he walk? How does he talk? Yes. <laughs> So Prabhupada says, uh, Krishna says that the Supreme Personality of Godhead said, O Partha, when a man gives up all varieties of desire for sense gratification, which arise from mental concoction, and when his mind is thus purified, finds satisfaction in the self alone, then he is said to be purified in transcendental consciousness. In the purport, Prabhupada says how a person who is fully in Krishna consciousness has the qualities of all the great sages. So, yes. whatever qualities you become, you mentioned. Is it important uh, to add to the list of uh, ways in which Krishna describes the person who's fixed in consciousness? Prajahati means they're able to pull back. Prajahati adakaman, even sarvan partamanogan, even when the mind is uh, producing as if coming from a factory various uh, material desires based on some scars from previous contact with the material nature. The person is, has the ability to um, be selective and not chase after them. Prajahati. Yada kaman, sarvan partamanu, atman yevatmana tushta. They're tushta. They're feeling satisfied in, in the self. Atman yevatmana tushta. Stita pragnasta dochite. Such a person is known to be fixed in consciousness. And that can be, that state can be achieved by devotional service. Right? Does everyone say yes, please? Yes. Then can you prove it with a verse we just mentioned earlier from the Bhagavatam and that Prabhu commentated on? Say it loud. 
Vasudeva Bhagavati Bhakti Yoga Prayojita Janayatyashu Vairagyam Jnanam Chayarahaitukam This proves that if you do direct devotional service, uh, who, it doesn't matter who you are, whatever, if you do this devotional service by, the, by that act, there's a concomitant influx of knowledge and, and detachment from the world. Yes, Prabhu. Yasyasti bhaktir bhagavatya kinchana sarvair gunaistatra samasate suraha harava bhaktasya kuto mahat gunaha manorathena asati dhavato bahihi. That is from fifth canto. And he who has flawless bhakti unto Hari, the demigods enter into his personality with all their good qualities. That is jnana and vairagya included. A very important and frequently quoted verse. And then also we have from our Yogendras a verse Bhakti Parishanu Bhava Virakti Ranyata Traisha Trisha Ekakala Prapadya Manase Yatashnata Sus Tushti Pushti Shud Apanyo Nugasam, which means it's a comparison that when you're eating food and it's a nice meal, you get Tushti Pushti and should apanayo, which means that you get satisfaction and you get nourished and then your hunger diminishes with every bite that you take. So similarly, when you take bhakti, bhakti parishanu bhavu virakti anyata traisha trika ekakala, three things happen simultaneously, and that is that your natural bhakti awakens. You can see for Krishna for yourself directly and also and most importantly in the context we're speaking about now, is you get a detachment from all things that aren't related to Krishna. Do you have detachment from all things that aren't related to Krishna? Say yes. No? Okay. <laughs> then what, do you, what should you do? Why? According to the Bhagavatam. What will happen if you do devotional service? Akamasavakamava and Vasudevi Bhagavati Bhakti Yoga Prayojita. Naturally, you'll get the power to resist the material world. Also, we heard that it's important to study the, the Shastra, right? Give a verse from first canto second chapter that mentions how important it is to be fortified by studying the Shastra. Yeah? I'm thinking Tachchadadhana Munayo Pashyantyatmani Bhaktashruta Grihitaya. Can we put that verse up? Everyone okay? All right. Tashchadadhana Munayo Gyanavairagya Yuktaya Pashyantyatmani Chatmanam Bhaktashruta Grihitaya. You should be fortified by a knowledge of the Shastra, right? 1, 2, 12. 1, 2, 12. Are you all keeping score at home? We'll see it in a second. There it is. 1, 2, 12. And the translation is... Actually, we'll look at the words for words. 
Sorry, everybody. Tut that. Shadatana, seriously inquisitive. Are you seriously inquisitive? If yes, raise your hand. I'll try it again. Are you seriously inquisitive about Krishna? Okay. I can't, if, unless you raise your hand fast, everyone will wonder if you're actually serious. <laughs> Munaya means the sages. Jnana means knowledge. Vairagya means detachment. Yuktaya means well-equipped with. Pashanti. See, Atmani, within himself, Cha, and atmana, Atmanam, the Paramatma, Bhaktya, in devotional service, Shruta, the Vedas, Grihitaya, well-received. And here's the translation. The seriously inquisitive student or sage, well-equipped with knowledge and detachment, realizes that absolute truth by rendering devotional service in terms of what he has heard from the Vedanta Shruti. So in the purport, which I won't read right now, Srila Prabhupada emphasizes how important it is to be fortified by hearing the Shastra and understanding the Siddhanta. But it's okay to be lazy about that, right? You sure? What verse in the Chaitanya Charamrita says otherwise? What's the number? Adi Lila 217. We got that one down pat because <laughs> we struggled to get there, right? And what does the verse say? Let's hear from our Bengali audience. Say the verse. Say it with a Bengali. Siddhanto bolia chite na koro alosh, iha hoite krishne lage shudriro manosh. And say what it means. So, um, one should not be lazing in discussing the conclusions of the scriptures. We should discuss it more and more. By doing this, um, our mind becomes more firmly fixed in Krishna. Very good. Yes. Okay, so now let's just take, what are you taking away from today's discussion? Give this any solid thing that you, you are going to take out in your pocket. And when you get to the parking lot, someone grabs you by the arm and says, what, what was that guy talking about in there? This will be the one thing that you say. Yes? Um, uh, thank you, Prabhu, for the nice class. For um, me, it is about the verse that we were discussing at the end. Siddhanta Boliya Chittanakura So... Uh, for me, sometimes it happens. I feel lethargic to uh, read uh, especially conclusions and uh, kind of also, uh, you know, specifically <coughs> scriptures. Um, so it kind of encourages me to read more. And that's how uh, firm determination to Krishna and his service will manifest. Thank you. Well, that's nice. You, felt, you feel inspired to, to study and read more. Okay. What other points are you all taking away? Any lessons learned? Any special new angle of vision, Prabhu? Uh, the point of him being three yuga, but even though he, it is mentioned that he is not seen in Kali Yuga, but the devotees who saw him, like Sri Madhavendra Puri, Sri Rupa Goswami, so it's a sort of a conflict in the heart. On one hand, he is being said as three yuga. On another hand, there are still devotees who are seeing him 
uh, in this age of Kali. So it reminds me of uh, the concept of Antardarshan, that in Kali Yuga, Bhagavan is still seen within the heart. Mm. And that is what is corroborated by all the Acharyas. Mama Mana Mandire, Rahonishi, Premanjana Churita Bhakti Vilo, Santaha Sadaiva Hridayeshu. They constantly see Krishna within the heart. So that is what is more important in Kali Yuga, to be able to see, to have a darshan of Bhagavan within the heart, because it may not always be externally possible. So that is one very good takeaway. Mm, thank you very much. How beautiful. Okay, let's take a few more takeaways. Uh, I had a question. Yes. I can ask. So we are saying the Lord is three yuga. He comes only in three yugas. But what about like Buddha avatar and Kalki avatar who come in the Kali yuga? Are they, I mean, how... Can't we count them as, uh, in Kali Yuga, they come as incarnations? Well, what, you want to comment? Because the verse itself said, Yuganuvrittam. So it was speaking about Yuga avatars. So Yuga avatars are only four, and Buddha is not counted amongst Yuga avatars. So therefore, in Kali Yuga, there is a Yuga avatar, but that Yuga avatar is hidden, channa. Thank you. Okay. A couple more? Yes. Strong takeaways that will change your life forever. Hare Krishna. Prabhu, um, this was from this morning Japa Circle. Okay. Um, the ambition part that you mentioned. Yes. Uh, I, when you asked examples of uh, what are the ambitions, devotees who had ambitions, I was thinking some ambitions very close to our home. Um, the 2.2 million Bhagavad Gita's uh, that we, goal that we had last year, and all the goals that we set for every MSF. Uh, those are ambitions um, that will help us meditate on how to attain. Um, and the second takeaway was um, the verse that you mentioned about Shadbuj. Um, I did not know that the the Karbajamuni second verse was the one exemplifies the Shadbuj. So those are the two nice takeaways. Nice. Yes, and Prabhupada mentions in a talk that that. Um, he was on an airplane and he saw a man during the whole flight doing calculations. It's probably on a piece of paper back then. And he was, he remarked that this person was counting some kind of widgets somewhere and he put so much energy into it and everyone's putting energy into something. They have ambition for, for building something, buying something, organizing something. But what is the ultimate result of, of what's being organized or sold? And if one looks at that and <clears throat> sees that it's for naught, N-A-U-G-H-T, ultimately, and then transfers that same propensity and ambition to, to uh, spread Krishna consciousness, then that becomes a kind of sadhana. Kurvan nirantaram karma loko yam anavartate. That uh, yeah. So, kurvan nirantaram karma loko yamanavartate tenaiva karmana dhyayam amparam bhaktim ichati. So, in the Brahma Samhita, Krishna tells Brahma that if you uh, take the ordinary kind of work that you're doing, but you make it a meditation on me, then you'll attain perfection. So, 
the best thing is to spread the Christian conscious movement. It's the best kind of work. And if you, that becomes your meditation, it's very powerful. You're doing that. Keep doing. You're making a big difference. Okay. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Um, my takeaway for today is just be steady in your bhakti and that will give, give way to vairagya and jnanam. I think that was a something yeah. that um, I've, I've kind of been on and off and that really stuck a chord with me. Does any, has anybody ever have any problems in life? Yes. Do you ever feel even slightly morose? Uh, did you ever feel like not wanted or enough appreciated? What are some other like negative emotions? Destitute, forlorn. Did you ever feel unmotivated? Like you couldn't even get up to pick up a sock off the floor. Did you see it over there? It was like I don't think so. You ever felt like that? Okay. Here's the solution. If you engage in uh, transcendental service using your tongue, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, then you can rise above the modes of material nature and come to the spiritual platform. It's the only real solution is to engage in devotional service. It's, it's very practical because... There's a way in which, as we're involved with the material modes of nature, especially in Kali Yuga, when they're very intense and they're the lower modes, we get dragged down very quickly. So keeping the transcendental vibration going always in one's life is the solution to the besmirchment of the lower modes of nature that happens automatically by being involved with this world. Okay, was there one last point? Yes. Um, my takeaway from today is that we're all very fortunate to be born in this age of Kali Yuga, and therefore it's very important to be uh, desperate for um, devotional service and also ambitious um, in Sankirtan and our sadhana. Nice. Nice remembrance of that. And we quoted this morning, Krishna Bhakti Ras Bhavitomati Kriyatam Yari Kritopilabhite that the one price to pay for bhakti is this intensity of, of desire for it. You have to be really intense, right? And uh, the last one, oh, there's two on the board here. Three on the board. Where did you all go? One quick thing that I'm getting is it's 100% off in this age to realize Krishna. So we, yeah, by chanting with focus, it's very easy to attain the goal of life. So I like yes. those things. Yes, that's good to keep in mind. Thanks for reminding us. Kalim uh, Who else did we have on the board? Palika is there. And Vaikuntha Nayaka, all the way from Mysore. Okay, go ahead, Palika. Hare Krishna Guru Maharaj, Dandavith Pranam. Hare Krishna. Uh, so, um, the point that I had for today to take away Hard to is, hear uh, you. Can you move closer to your mic? Yeah. We need a little more volume. Um, Hare Go. Krishna Guru Maharaj, Dandavith Pranam, all Guru Shushila Prabhupada. The takeaway that I have for today is um, during the chanting that you told about uh, desperation and then um, uh, ambition, which creates an emotion. So I, I, yes. I want to keep that point. 
Yes. And practice it in my chanting. We're emotional beings because we're sentient beings. So the investing the emotion in chanting is very important. And what are the three uh, nouns we used to describe the emotion? First one was desperation. Chant with pure desperation. Second one? Ambition. ambition. Engage your ambition for service in the, the, the mood of your chanting. And third? Contrition. contrition. Like be, feel contrite that I've offended all living beings. You can read the Amar Jivana prayer and imbibe that and, and express that when you're chanting. Then it'll be more effective. Thank you. That was a really good point. And now we have Vaikuntha Nayaka, Prabhu, all the way from Mysore. Where did he go? Yes, Dandad Pranam Guru Maharaj. Uh, I had a question on the Siddhanta Valiya Chitta Nakarayalash, that uh, shloka, that verse. Actually, it says that uh, it helps strengthen the mind. But uh, is it possible that... Uh, um, that can also agitate the mind. We see a lot of fault finding and criticism where actually devotees take recourse to this uh, verse to say that, okay, I am just uh, uh, following the Siddhanta. And uh, if I can give an example, there is a Vaishnava, Sri Vaishnava, there is a Vaishnava parampara where two, the followers of two sects of the same parampara where uh, it loggerheads to uh, decide what type of tilak to put on the temple elephant. And they went to the court, uh, whether it should be the Vadagalai or Tengalai tilak, right? And they were all thinking that, okay, this is the Siddhanta that I are discussing. And there are such examples in our moment too. So the question is that, is it possible to miss the forest for the trees? And uh, what type of Siddhanta, is there some way in which I can check whether this Siddhanta is helping me grow spiritually or is it actually uh, making things uh, worse for me? Is there some way to check this? That's the question I have. Well, the answer to your first question is, is it possible? And its answer is obviously yes. <laughs> there, there are ways in which one may miss the forest for the trees by taking uh, details of, of Shastra and in an argumentative mood, um, presenting them and, and, and for the sake of argument, um, holding fast to one position or another. And is there a way in which to, to harmonize these? And yes, there is. There's Guru, Sadhu, and Shastra. These three things are important. And one, first of all, has to have a background of understanding that in any um, spiritual process, including in our uh, Vaishnavism, that there are various uh, details that may be different from one process to another. Or even in the same Sampradaya, there may be seemingly some different differences uh, according to one's own uh, guru's preference about slight details in the process. And um, if one triangulates through guru, sadhu, and shastra and co comes to a conclusion based on especially Mahajanoyenagatasapanta, those devotees who are most clearly fixed in the process of devotional service in the same mood that you're aspiring for, then you can uh, take 
uh, shelter in that and find th th those points that are most important uh, that come out in the Shastra and adhere to them. This is, uh, this requires a little bit of uh, sincerity and intelligence to find one's niche. One shouldn't be argumentative simply for the sake of arguing. Nor, Rupa Goswami says, should one become a bookworm and simply read a lot of different kinds of Shastra just so that one can come up with a, an opposing opinion or show that one has more learning than somebody else. One should be sincerely engaged in trying to make advancement in devotional service. And then one will be help, helped by Krishna. Tesham satata yuktanam bachatam priti purvakam dhanami buddhi yogam tam yenama upayantite. Like to welcome Hari Parshada Prabhu and family who have um, arrived. Uh, I, did, I didn't uh, recognize you at first, but then when you started to speak, because the mask, I think I was thrown off by the mask. But then by hearing you speak, then I could understand who you were. It kind of proved a point that a person is not known until he or she speaks. We'd like to give a, a, all of you a, a warm ISV work. If we can attract such high-caliber Vaishnavs, we must be doing something right. So whatever you're all doing, keep doing it. Thank you very much, Prabhu Mataji, for coming.